Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Two, one, action. What's up, guys? It is Deacon Greg back. Two beers deep. This is the quarter century mark. 25th episode. Um, yeah, you're right, actually. Greg <laughs> said he was surprised we made it to 25, so am I. Um, I mean, I feel like if you count all the previous, like, you know, practices, pr- practices and stuff, I feel like we're probably at, like, what, 40? Probably. Maybe. And probably. you count the interviews in the point five in the draft day? Yeah. We're... I mean, are we also including the fantasy football stuff, or is that separate? Nope, that's a separate podcast. Okay, because I was going to say, then we <sighs> might be at the halfway mark then at this nope, point. Yeah, the TFTB Fantasy Football Show is a separate entity. If we get to the 25 on that right. one, then that's a hell of a mark right there. That one will, because um, that one, they'll start. we'll start putting out like daily stuff for that podcast. Oh, yeah, especially during football season. That'll be fun as hell. Yep. Um, all right. So, Greg, the first thing I mean I want to talk about is how is your day going? Uh, much better than it has been the last couple of days. Uh, work's been a little nuts. I don't, prefer to, I don't prefer to talk about it because this is why I do the podcast, so I don't so, have to talk about that. Okay. And there's a special day today. What is today, Greg? Today is June 21st, which means it's the first day of summer, which means it's the longest day of the year. Which also means it is one of our favorite days of the year, and it is the which N- is way less important than it being the first day of summer. Obviously, yes, it is the NBA draft, which is funny to me because you know it was. It like, snuck up on me. I only think I can. It's funny. So for the NFL draft, I can like, I could probably do a hardcore three round draft off the top of my head and be like, boom. There it is. Agreed. The NBA draft, dude, I could name, like, I'm not being like a blah, blah, but like 10 guys. You know what's crazy? You know what I, mean? I could name more, but 10 guys that are worthy in the top 10. You know what's crazy? For the amount of NBA coverage that we did during the playoffs and how, like, much time we spent talking about it, we're really slacking on the, the, the NBA well, draft coverage. I think coverage. the world is, dra- is slacking. Like, all right, um, we could, I mean, obviously, so I, I texted Greg, and I said, and I meant to text you when this happened, but there was a report by Bleacher Report came out that said the Kings have made their selection, and it is a franchise-altering pick. Now, I wanted to text you, and I didn't, and that's my own fault. But I you're, wanted you're, to text you. You're sick you. today. It's okay. I'm yeah. If you can hear it, yeah. Um, He's a little and, under the weather. He's powering through well, people. From that notion right there, that makes me think that the Kings have no intention of Aiton or Doncic. Lucas Doncic. Don, 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 Luka Doncic. So that made me think right there they have no no idea if they want – neither of those two were their guy because Aiton should be the number one in his mind and, and Luka should – Lucas. I mean, he's he's a 6'8 point guard. Like, the dude's a freak. So you're looking at two guys that could go number one. And for the Kings to say we have our guy ready to pick, right. it was – I knew it was neither of them. Now – if it was Mo Bamba or Marvis Bag or Marvin Bagley, that was something I was struggling with. But it came out that the report was that number one will be DeAndre Yaton mm-hmm. to the Suns. Number two will be Marvin Bagley to mm-hmm. the Kings. Right. 
Did you get that? I mean, you didn't see the report, I'm assuming, but would you have gotten the same? They're not taking either of those two guys with that. Report? Actually, actually, I did get the report. I get the the. Ble- oh, okay. Cool. No, no, I I get Bleacher updates sent to my phone, but um, uh, looking at it from the Kings' perspective, I'm totally cool with it. And the reason I'm totally cool with it is because I kept reading reports about how like a lot of the top prospects did not want to go to Sacramento, so they weren't willing to work out or send you know medicals and stuff, which I. I gotta be honest. I find ridiculous, absolutely. That rid- they wouldn't do for Sacramento, or that they. Well, I mean, um, if you're a top prospect in the NBA, you first off, getting drafted is, is is a blessing right there. From my perspective, if you get drafted in a lottery pick in the NBA, that's saying a lot that you are highly regarded as a top tier prospect, and you are a person that a franchise wants to have sure. as the cornerstone to change their fortunes. The fact that so many top prospects. I think it was Mo Bamba, um, Jaron Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to remember a couple of other guys that didn't do this too, but a lot of them wouldn't work out for the Kings. I didn't understand why. Because like I'm looking at the Kings. Probably because fr- that franchise hasn't been good since 01. But like I'm, yeah, I'm but- not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I understand what you're saying. But that franchise hasn't been relevant since Chris Webber. That is that is that is fair, but at the same time though, like I'm looking at this and we co- and I'm paralleling this to first off Puma. For instance, Puma okay. has been fair. Puma decided to the the big Bring news back this their week, basketball. They brought division, back the, which we'll talk about. In we, depth. we will talk about in depth, but it, it's kind of paralleling what Puma's doing. Puma decided that they want to get back into the basketball game, so they brought in a lot of the younger players to be the face of their brand moving forward. Because Puma's banking on these younger guys to be the faces of the NBA moving forward. For anybody that doesn't know, Puma just recently signed DeAndre Ayton, Marvin Bagley, and Michael Porter Jr., who are projected to be top five picks, all three of them. Right. So I, I kind of look at it as so like if I'm you know, Michael Porter, for instance, because I'm pretty sure Porter was another guy who didn't submit his stuff to Sacramento. You're well, willing because he was injured. True. You're <laughs> willing to you're willing to put your face on a brand new you know basketball shoe company to market your products, but you're not willing to put your face on a team that is trying to take that next step moving forward. I think those are very different because if Puma fails. It's not looked at as your fault, but if you're drafted at number two overall and your team fails, it's your fault. Which coincides with your shoes failing. But see, if I'm if I'm a marquee player and I consider myself one of the top tier athletes in this draft, I would be more than willing to take that shot on myself because first off, if I'm being drafted at number two overall, the expectations are high. And that was a knockdown right there. What was that? I have no idea. But um, if I'm being drafted number two overall by the Sacramento Kings, I'm clearly looking that looking at that with a chip on my shoulder and saying, okay, I'm the second best player in this draft class. I can change the course of a franchise for years to come. I want that challenge. And, I mean, you remember, even if you're looking at when the NFL draft, when uh, Baker Mayfield went, went number one, he said, I can change the Cleveland Browns. I would say it's easier to be a quarterback and change it than a, a basketball player, but the, that, the, the true, mindset's but the same. The mindset should be the same, yeah. and that that's something that bothers me because, I don't know, I mean, like, I find it ridiculous that so many players in this draft are trying to, you know, change their direction to where they go. Like, even Mo Bamba, for instance, he didn't submit his medicals to Sacramento. He also didn't submit his medicals to Memphis. Which I find absurd because Memphis, if it wasn't for Mike Conley and a couple other guys being injured last year, they would have been a playoff team. Yeah, but I, Memphis for me is a limbo team. Uh, they're always going to be your seventh seed, sixth seed. 
Yeah, but if you if you're drafting someone for the future that could be like a premier talent for them, that that could really do yeah, some no, great I things. Agree, that could be, but like, I mean, I guess the way the NBA goes right now, you are either drafted high and you are at a team, and you are just there to collect money and wait until they get other talent with you, mm-hmm. or you're taken late to a championship team and you win a championship that way. There's no real in between. Like the guys that get taken from like 15 to 22 or just. I don't know. They're just going to end up at a franchise and be an okay guy like Denzel Valentine. You know what I mean? Like, but but then you look at a guy like Kevin Lumi, um, or uh, who I forget who their draft pick was this year. Not um, for the Warriors is what I'm saying. But the point is, you either get drafted late and you go to a championship team, or you get drafted early. You become the face of a franchise like a Devin Booker, and it's it's tough. It's way tougher. Now you could end up like a cat. and be a Carl Anthony Town and be the next thing, which a lot of people are saying Aiton is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough. The NBA is a different monster, man. Yeah. That there's so many things that bug me about how the NBA draft essentially works cuz I've been a big believer for the longest time that they need a better development system. And the the bad oh, So you mean the uh, JBL, the Just Ball League? I was saying the G League, but I actually yeah, wanted to ask you about that because tonight is also the first night of the JBA. I, JBA, I'm, that was a the JBA association, yeah. league. Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up, but since you did bring it up, um, it, it just I, I get the idea, Bonnie. Because hey, you're a high school kid, you know you want to play basketball, um, you don't want to go to college because there's no point. Go here, make some money, but also at the same time, it's one of those things that like, if the JBA works out, we'll know in 15 years because. For a long time, as long as NBA scouts and executives and front office are who they are right now, they're looking at the NF- or the uh, the NCAA. You know what I mean? Like it's going to take a new generation of kids who lived through the JBA to care about the JBA. I think the JBA is a great idea in terms of on paper. In on paper, yeah. on paper, it's a great idea because the way that I picture how the NBA should work from a draft standpoint is kind of how the NHL and the MLB works in a, in a weird way. So the mm, way go the, on. So the way I would do it. If oh, you're, you're saying you okay, okay. It, it it's like I a, thought you were saying it is not the way you would. No, I get it now. There's there's like a um. It's like a mix of it. So there's two different philosophies with it. Um, so, for instance, Major League Baseball, in their draft, the way it works is if you're a high schooler and you're drafted, you have two options. You either sign with the MLB team mm-hmm. and you play in the minors for a long time to develop. And most my, most high schoolers, if you're really good, you take probably four or five years of development before you even get brought up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It takes, a, it takes a while because you have to adjust to, like, you know, working with older people players in the minors it takes a while who's the best youngest baseball player i mike, know that's a tough decision like mike trout easily what year did was he mike trout was 2000 well, i guess how old was he sorry mike trout was a high schooler actually when he was drafted uh he was he was 18 it took him probably i want to say four years four years to that's get not, up to the majors. Not bad at all. No, but it, it still is kind of the point where, like, if you're a high schooler, it takes a while because you have to adjust to the game from a professional standpoint, and you know your body has to mature in different ways. Yeah, that's true. College players sometimes take faster. I've seen college players take maybe three, sometimes two years to get to the majors. Yeah, but that's that's different. But from the it's NBA, very unique to baseball. Right, it's unique. But from the NBA perspective, there's two ways I would look at it. If I'm a high school player. 
and I decide I want to go pro. I don't want to go to the NCAA. That's okay. If I'm drafted, though, I would not put a high schooler on an NBA team right now. I would either I would keep him in the G League for maybe two years max. Okay. So his body like matures and he gets used to the professional lifestyle before he even comes up. Or I would give a high schooler the option to say, okay, if I'm drafted, but I don't think I'm ready to go to professional yet, I would give him the option to forego it and go to the NCAA, and he can't be drafted again until after his junior year. Yeah, that's another weird thing about it is because if you get an agent and do all that and you go to the draft, you're not allowed technically to go back. I, I The NCAA is a, tire, it's a complete joke. Um, right. It really is. Everything about it is dumb. Right. In my opinion, aside from the fact that they give you a free education. <sighs> right, and the thing with – and that's kind of how it works with baseball too. Like if you're a high schooler and you're drafted – because there, there's 40 rounds in, in baseball. So if you're drafted and you have a college commitment, you can either decide to go play professional baseball. That would suck to be a college coach. Right, <laughs> or if you don't, yeah. if you don't, then you have to stay in your college program for three years, and then you can be redrafted. Yeah, I, I think every – NCAA or NBA. I think the NBA should go back to drafting at a high school, but I also think that if you go to college, it should be three years. I agree. So I think that's the perfect medium because if you say you're going to go to the draft at a high school and no one takes you, you're a little screwed. So it's a weird right. situation. But at the same time, I think if you go to NCAA, you should have to do three years. I do. My, my personal belief is that if you're a high schooler, and every high schooler should commit to a college program. No matter what. No matter what. Yeah. And then if you're drafted, you can then either decide if you want to go to the NBA and be paid or go to college. But here's the thing. If you go to college, you have to stay until your junior year. If you're drafted, then you should not be on an NBA roster immediately unless you're like a the second coming LeBron of LeBron James. Yeah. The second coming of LeBron James. Because most yeah. high schoolers are not ready for the NBA. I would say also... Um... Most high schoolers should yeah. be in the G League for two years. No, I at agree least, with that. At least. I also think that, and this goes without saying, that uh, NCAA players should at least get paid minimum wage. Um, but I think the biggest thing about the money thing for NCAA for me is even if, whatever, um, even if they don't want to pay you, the colleges don't, whatever, like that's wrong, but whatever. I think you should be able to use your likeness. So like Johnny Menzel was, I mean, they were selling number two jerseys. Oh yeah, they're not paying. I think you should be able to sell your likeness in the NCAA. I don't see the, I don't see anything at fault with that. That that's accurate. Um, or at least get at least get a percentage of the jerseys that are sold with. Yeah, but the, so the percentage thing is tough. But I agree with that because like, it, not every. So then you're saying you're paying some college players and not all, which is what we're saying. But like, um, you're saying it in a way that I, the minimum wage thing doesn't matter too much for me because at least you're making something. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. If you're at Arizona, you're obviously paying De- DeAndre Ayton the most money. But there's other players in that team. Like that's why either minimum wage or either likeness makes sense for me. Mm-hmm. Because if you're able to make money off your own name, the better you play, more money you make. In in um, retrospect, that is very true. So yeah. and just a thought. But all right. So um, so looking at yeah. this. So looking at this class right now. And um, first off, and, and something that I've kind of noticed is that this is a very it, it, it's a difference from the last couple of years because the main guys are, are centers and power forwards. It's kind of like the NBA is going in the opposite direction of what we thought it was originally going in. Yeah. Because like the big move for the longest time was point guards. 
Like the whole thing was like you get your point guard, you have the general for your team for the longest time and stuff. But now the main prospects this year are all power forwards and centers. Like you got, you know, Michael Porter, uh, Bagley, Aiton, Bamba. I didn't know, honestly, and even watching games, I didn't know they considered Bagley a center. I guess I thought he was just a poor like, and and then the titles are. Lovely. Well, the other thing too with Duke is that they had Marvin Bagley and they had Wendell Carter. Yep. Wendell Carter is probably going to be a lottery pick too. A lot of guys are projecting him to go to like the, I believe the Bulls or maybe yep. uh, yeah, yeah, or maybe Charlotte or something. But yeah, Grayson Allen's one of the weird ones for me, because um, the Celtics loved him, but I don't think he falls out of the twenty range. Um, wait, wait, you're saying that he'll be a top 20 pick, or you're saying he... He'll be a top, like, 30 pick. Pick. He'll be in the late 20s for me. Okay, okay. Um, obviously, he was despised in college, this and that. But at the end of the day, the dude can ball, and the dude's a great player. That's fair. Um, but no, I, I I don't know. Some guys, I'm interested to see where Jackson... I'm interested to see where Mo Bamba goes. I'm interested to see where Luka goes. Um, I'm really, really, really thinking that the best place for a guy like Trey Young is either the Cavs or the Knicks. Yeah, uh, I mean, ca- Cavs I can kind of see, but I'm, I'm intrigued to know why the Knicks. Because the biggest, the biggest thing I've been seeing for a long time is that, first off, the big rumor going around is that uh, the Memphis Grizzlies in number four are talking to a lot of teams to try and trade down. Trade back, yeah. Trade, trade back. Um, and that's actually where Mo Bamba is being, like, you know, projected yep. to be the, the main guy. So, I mean, it's smart on Memphis's part, but... Um, and I think the Knicks actually would like to have him pair him with. Um, well, the reason I like Trey Young there is because when's the last time? And they have Emmanuel Mudiay and Frank Nicotola or whatever. Um, mm. They haven't had it. They've never, in my opinion, had a great guard. And if you match Porzingis with someone that can actually shoot threes and bang, the pick and roll with Trey Young and uh, Zing would be insane. It would definitely. So uh, it's just. I mean, it's it's I, a hopeless. I would be very intrigued to see how Fizdale would kind of mesh that. Yeah. With, with Young and. Um, with young Porzingis, which, by the way, something we don't talk about a lot mm-hmm. of. I, I, I'm very excited to see how the Knicks play with with Fizdale this coming season. I would not be surprised oh, if him. they make a big step this year. Yeah, I love Fizdale. I, I do he's, too. He's so good, dude. He he's is. so good. He got such a bad rap in Memphis. Oh, yeah. I, he got Bullshit. screwed. He got dicked over because yep. of because of Conley, and that and that's a that's the yeah it was absolute BS, fact right there. It was BS. Absolute fact. Um, so yeah, we talk about the NBA draft. Um. There's, it's a very very weird draft this year because again we're we're looking at more forwards and centers and this brings me into the conversation we've had previously before is um, for a lot of people who don't know um, Puma has decided to re-enter the basketball game show I think the last time they were a thing was um, Clyde what, Clyde Clyde Fraser Fraser with the Knicks yeah Clyde Fraser with the Knicks yeah and they actually named their new shoe after Which is, the new shoe is dope. It's very I, cool yes, shoe. It's I, really cool. I had my doubts because if you remember correctly, when uh, new companies kind of entered yep. the basketball game, we had doubts because I think when Under Armour did it the first time, it yep. was like... With Curry was their big one. Yeah, Curry Curry was their big one. Curry actually wasn't even supposed to be their big one. I think their big one was originally like... Kevin Derek, Durant. Kevin... No, no, no. Derek, Derek Williams. Oh, okay. Maybe. But they were they had a pitch to... Oh, no. You know what it was? They had a pitch to Kevin Durant... At Adidas, that they forgot to take Steph Curry's name and put it on the PowerPoint. So mm-hmm. The PowerPoint still said Durant, and that's when he said, "Yeah, I'm signed with Under Armour. They know me." Right, right, absolutely. So, um, what I found interesting about Puma, which um, 
for the record, they signed, and, and all credit in the world to Puma is that they decided to go for the big guys in this draft class to kind of... Aiden, Bagley, eight, Michael Porter Jr., they just signed Jay-Z to the creative director. Mm-hmm. And that, that, was, that was another thing, too. Uh, Jay-Z was kind of like being the... Um, there was like rumors that he was going to be the president of basketball operations, but I think it was Dan Ravel who said, no, 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 no. It's creative director. Big difference. Um yeah. First off, major props to Puma for trying to get back into the game Agreed. to you know to counter the market, and I think it's kind of the as much as it pains me to say this, I think this is the the Lonzo Ball effect. It is because like they you're basically kind of looking at yes, define the Lonzo Ball effect. I like how you went really high pitch there. Just really curious. I'm just I'm no looking at. You're lying to everyone, I think I think it's kind of like this idea that you don't have to sign with the big three guys to make a name. So you're in- comparing Puma to the big baller. Bro. No, I'm not comparing. No, you did. You did. No, Greg, I'm not. you did. No, I'm not. You did. No, I'm not. Greg. The idea. Greg. The idea. So you did. The idea. So you did. It. They're gonna. So you did. They're gonna capitalize much better than the ball brand did. Trust me on that one. But okay, so right there you just compared it to the ball brand. You're you're saying Puma is equivalent to? I'm not Big saying it's equivalent. It's Greg, higher. you did. It's, it's okay. higher. It's Greg, higher. you did. It's, it's okay. higher. Greg, you did. It's, it's okay. higher. They are equal to or greater than, but not greater than the Big Baller. They are greater. So Puma than Big is. They are greater than Big Baller. Baller. They are greater than Big Baller. Yeah, but ten times, hundred times actually. So why is it the Big Baller effect? It's the Big Baller effect because it's the idea that you're not going with one of the big three to essentially, you know, create something different. Puma, what they're doing is they're essentially... So Reebok, Puma, and Big Baller brand are the same exact thing. And Under Armour. Fuck, I hate you. There's... Who are the big three? Nike, Under Armour, Adidas. You put Under Armour in the big three? Because of Steph Curry, yes. That's fair. Like, it's it's not that I'm disagreeing with you on that at all. I'm just... I'm actually... I'm going to look it up while you talk about the Big Baller brand again. Because I'm curious to see who in the NBA has Under Armour... No, screw yourself for that one. But no, I much. Re- I'm gonna say this right now. All I give so much respect to Puma for trying to get into the sneaker market this way with going for the top prospects in this year's draft to make a name for themselves. The only thing that bugs me, and yes, I've seen the shoe. I like the shoe. I even read the article with uh, Bagley and Aiton talking about the shoe. Aiton was talking about how much he loved working with the shoe. Yep. The thing that bugs me, and me and you have talked about this before, do big men sell sneakers? No, not at all. So that's kind of where I think they're going to struggle with because... But, you know what I will say? What? LeBron sells sneakers. And he's 6'9". I will say, say historically, big men do not sell shoes. If... I mean, Kevin Durant, he's seven foot. He sells shoes. You're saying positionally correct. Mm -hmm. Big men, Shaq... Does not sell shoes. Nope. Um, Dwight Howard, when he was popular, did not sell shoes. But if you look at today's NBA, if you make a shoe that coincides with someone's athletic ability, like I, I'll say the shoe game right now is much different than it was back in, what, 93? Mm-hmm. Um, but here's I, my problem with that, yeah. though. If you look at the three guys that Puma's banking on, you know, Bagley, Porter, and, um, and Aiton, they're not the same type of big guys that Durant and LeBron are. They're guys that no, are no, gonna no, be, I agree, yeah. They're gonna be guys that, you know, they'll want the ball and well, stuff, but Porter's they'll a forward. He's like six seven. I would say Bagley we, and Aiton are the weird ones. Bagley and Aiton are but the weird ones. But they're also the top two picks. True. Porter, yes, we haven't seen a lot from him yet, so we don't really know what to expect okay, from him. Here's another thing I'll ask. Okay. If you have Steph Curry, you're a driver. Okay. How much does it matter to you one? 
Like, where's what's the category? So there's two things here, and I want you to give me a percentage between one and the other. Okay. How much does it matter if you're the Under Armour CEO if kids are wearing Under Armour because of Steph or people are buying Steph's Under Armour shoes? Which one Which one means more to you? Well, oh, that's tough. You know what I mean? Like, I if I'm Puma's CEO okay. and I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, the top two guys in the draft, we got them. Like, we, we have the top two guys in this draft. Right. If I see them balling out, Maybe I don't buy their shoes, but I'm definitely looking at whatever Puma's dropping because of all these steps they're taking. Right. So I'm just saying that considering that, like, it, 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 I'm looking at Puma way harder now. I think, yes, like, grabbing grabbing attention is a good thing. Um, Agreed. But at the same time, though, like in the end, it's the players that are going to push the actual product. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um my big thing that I like about Puma is that they're bringing in everybody and their grandmother. So, <laughs> like, eventually they'll transition over to other sports because Puma's been kind of silent in every sport recently, except for overseas ones. But but at the point of, like, American sports, Puma's nothing. Like, in African countries, they are every single uh, country's soccer jersey. Yeah, before, before this basketball announcement, there are three people I associated with Puma. Usain Bolt. Yep. Um, Huge one. Ricky Fowler. Yeah, yeah. And... That's a really good—I actually—you know what— Despite the fact that he always wears Puma, he's one of those guys that like you're like, oh wait, he actually he's with Puma. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So it's been Usain Bolt, Ricky Fowler, and basically just the entire Arsenal football club. <laughs> that that's literally the only. They're thing in I, New Balance now. Oh no, that's Liverpool. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's you're Liverpool. Right. That's yes, Liverpool. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but all right. So let's get into um, let's break away from NBA, Greg. Just just oh real, yeah, yeah sorry sorry no no I just wanted I just want to touch on one more thing real quick yeah of course so when you're looking at Puma. The one thing that I do like is the fact that I I personally consider Puma a lifestyle brand more than Agreed. anything. More than anything, I also consider you, them a like Lewis Hamilton racing brand. Like I don't. Uh, yeah, don't, but like I finish I re- your question. But I remember reading the article talking about how Bagley and Aiton wanted to kind of kind of like cross promote lifestyle with basketball. Yeah. Do you personally think it's possible? So the honestly the biggest lifestyle crossover with sports brand ever right now as it sits is adidas and the reason that it's adidas is because of virgil who makes the uh, off-white shoes mm-hmm. kanye who has the yeezys and all those things right and then you have players like james harden coming out with adidas shoes mm-hmm. um nike for me like all of my sneakers as you can see are adidas and yes, the I- reason is because i love the lifestyle brand of them right if you're gonna make me pick an athletic brand it, normally it's nike for me i right. really i wear um Nike cleats for soccer, mm-hmm. Nike gloves, Nike basketball shoes. The tough thing about that is it really, really, really depends who you bring in. Mm. And I think bringing in Jay-Z was, one, very smart. It was. But also, Jay-Z doesn't have any shoes or clothing. So it's it's you're bringing, So if you brought in Kanye, you're bringing in the Yeezy brand, the Yeezus, all that stuff. Right. I think Jay-Z doesn't want that. I think Jay-Z just wants to bring in a culture. And that's that is so tough to do, but he's going to do it. But also at the same time, they need some things, and I think they're close with the shoes they brought out. But we'll see. I think they have the name to essentially kind of start it off, but it's intriguing to see where it goes because lifestyle yeah. and basketball don't normally mix when you're trying Ooh. to. It. I'm talking about basketball. like. Okay, Greg. When's the last time you saw a kid and he didn't have basketball shoes on? Everybody under the age of. I'd say 18, wears basketball shoes regularly. I was at that Build-A-Bike event for Pittsburgh today. Right. Dude, everyone had LeBron James sh- soldiers on. Mm-hmm. I'm not even kidding you. Think of the Jordan brand. The Jordan's shoes 
I guarantee they're not even worn for basketball anymore. They're literally a lifestyle. Yeah. But like athletic brands being worn as lifestyle, whoa, completely overrides basketball in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, just for the casual person, I find it hard to want to basically get something just from a basketball perspective. But I see your point. I'm just intrigued to see if Puma's going to be able to pull it off to essentially cross-promote basketball with their lifestyle. I think basketball is the, the number one sport that is lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I don't see. I mean, football in Pittsburgh, we wear jerseys, but like, meh. Yeah. Like basketball, jer- wearing a basketball jersey is an outfit. Basketball shoes, everything on the essence of ba- basketball is one of the big cultural. Like, I basketball and soccer for me right now in the United States. Because soccer, you can wear a jersey and like half the people in the bar know it's PSG and the other half just think it looks cool. Right. You know what I mean? Basketball is a little more commonplace. But I think basketball is the sport in America right now where it's easy to wear anything. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's because but that's because basketball is especially the NBA is easy, NBA you can argue is probably the number one most viewed sport in the world when you think about it. Basketball in the world. Basketball is the number one viewed sport in the world. If you look at it from this perspective with America and their demographics into Asia with China Greg. being huge, come on, I'm just saying soccer. There's it ha- it's F- huge Formula in- 1 racing. Cricket, American football, okay, all of those shatter basketball. I'm I'm telling you flat out right now, baseball is close to basketball when it comes to national recognition. Formula F1 racing is mm-hmm. literally, I think, the third most impressive sport in the world when it's counted as the people that watch it. The Grand Prix, all those things. Cricket, I mean, every yeah, every country has a Grand Prix, but that's true. Go ahead. But my point is globally, no. yeah. like you, I mean, basketball is great. Don't get me wrong, and right. And, but I, I wouldn't even – I mean, and I guess what you're getting on to is the fact that Europeans picking up and China's obsessed with Kobe and Jordan and right. LeBron. But at the end of the day, dude, soccer is the number one most dominant sport we have ever seen ever in the history of everything ever. Mm-hmm. Very close behind it is F1. Very close behind that's cricket. I, Oof, that's a tough statement to swallow. Okay, that, that's fair. I Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't hate what you're saying because culturally I get it, but – in and in America, of, we could talk about that. In tr- that's true. In America, we could talk about that. But yeah, I guess from a global perspective, I keep focusing too much on the fact that they're making such a big head, you know, headway into China and into that and area. And dude, they are huge there. They like, are. You're not wrong there. They are they massive are. there. Yeah, Yao Ming was essentially the reason that NBA became popular yeah, in the agreed. first place. There's so many Rocket fans there to begin yep. with, but yeah. But I, I would say when you look at the global standing... There's a couple other sports. In there, but all, right. I, all right, so let's all break right, off fair. there. We've been talking about NBA enough. Yeah, we, we um, talked about a lot of NBA So today. World Cup today. I do want to bring up Greg. I have the image here. You have the somewhere. image. Uh, so, oh, my God. Um, if you bring up that goddamn Group A, I'm going to be so well, mad. No, all I want to talk about is, so everyone saw on Instagram, Greg and I and uh, the disgruntled ex-employee Josh Elsass mm-hmm. did a little draft. No big deal. Just for fun. Yeah. So as it stands right now, although someone in the group chat keeps bringing it up like every single day when well, one gets better than the other. Technically, as it stands right now, the only I have one team out, and that's Morocco. Yes. Totally cool with that. Yes. Because Portugal and Spain were already taken and I didn't take Iran, but he, I probably shouldn't have because or I probably should have because Iran still has a chance to get through. They do. But yeah. let's talk about Josh's first overall pick or first round, third overall, Argentina. Ah. I, they might not get out of the group stage. I, Oh, my God. They're I, sitting right now in third. Right now, 
Croatia has six points. Iceland has one. Argentina has one. Nigeria has nothing. Okay, so it, okay, so that that first game was incredible because of just the fact that Messi just looked. Watched. Messi was so Messi was so unmessy like in that first game yeah. that I kind of thought okay may, maybe it's like jitters or something. Well, or and I will bring up the fact that Iceland and Nigeria have only played one game. They will play tomorrow. Right. So if Iceland wins that, they have four points, which means arguably if Argentina doesn't win their next game and Croatia beats Iceland, they're out. Like, they it, are. It, Argentina is very close to being out. Yeah. It, and but like today though against Croatia, like you you have brought this up many times about how Croatia could be a dark. Croatia horse. is my. Dark Horse team, and I don't consider them a Dark Horse, but I do because no one wanted to pick them in that division. Croatia, for me, has the best midfield in the World Cup with Luka Modric, Ivan Rakitic, and um, uh, Kovacic for mm-hmm. Real Madrid. But, but the point, and they have Mandzukic up top. They they have a great team. But beating Argentina 3-0 with the best player in the world, though. Wow. I, well, well, okay, Luka sorry, Modric sorry, sorry. Argu- sorry, arguably no, one of the fine. best players in the world. That's I fine. keep forgetting, like, we, yeah. Luka Modric is... The best midfielder on the planet right now. It's him, Isco, or Tony Cruz for me. Mm-hmm. Now there's a million. Paul Pogba is another one. There's a million midfielders you can pick with. But if you're looking at surgically, like a midfielder that is going to win you a game, mm-hmm. Luka Modric is one of my first picks. Mm-hmm. Um, dude is unbelievable. You put him with Rakitic, Mandzukic up top. Like it's it's insane how talented they are. Yeah. And how many people slept on them for stupid reasons. But mm-hmm. so other teams I want to bring up. So. Uh, Greg, you have Germany and Spain as your top two. Germany <sighs> lost their first game, but I think they'll be fine. I really do. I, I do. I, um, I, w- I am willing to say this, though. I looked at it, and Mexico and Germany was a very, very entertaining game. I, extremely. I w- it was extremely entertaining. Yeah. Mexico is no slouch, so I knew that there was a chance that they would struggle, but in the end, I still believe Germany will Germany come just through. has to win their next two in their right. I, I still very have simple. I still have full faith in Germany coming through, so that's fine. Yep. Spain and Portugal. Spain, um, I mean, looking at that, you know, them in Portugal tied three three. Yeah, so that that's like <laughs> that was an that was one of the better so, games of the entire tournament so far. So I still have yeah. faith in Spain going through. Um, so we'll see. So the only player, the only teams that are actually through right now, as it speaks, are Russia and Uruguay, I believe, and France and Croatia. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, France and I mean, sorry, and, yeah, Ru- Russia and Uruguay. There's no one that can catch them because like, right now I have. France, Uruguay, and Croatia, and I don't think, and I'm not saying this like to brag or be stupid. I don't think anyone else has another team that's guaranteed to go through. No, because me and me and Elsass both had like I picked Egypt for my. You group picked a. Egypt, who were out. You also picked Iceland and D, which obviously, guys. Okay, so the way we did it was you can only pick one team from each group, right? So obviously, like my team, Morocco B, was because Spain and B and Portugal and B already went. Right. So it's not like I'm picking them. No, as no, my no, favorite. absolutely not. It's, no. it's a draft, guys. Right, right. Um, but the other funny thing that cracks me up is that Josh. <laughs> so in Group A, I picked Uruguay third. Um, I had the first pick, so on my my second roundabout. I picked Uruguay because there I thought they were the best. Greg, you took. Um, I took Egypt and like Egypt the, in the sixth, yeah. which is, which was they were my team to get out I of was there looking, as well. I was looking at but Salah the entire time, my, so like that was my my logic. That's perfectly fine. Right. My question for you is Josh in the seventh. If you have to pick between Saudi Arabia and Russia, I think he was paying too much attention to the fact that Russia in like the. In like the the prelude to the World Cup, just didn't look good. Yeah, but they uh, okay. So, and this is not a knock on Josh by any stretch of the imagination because they won the group and no one picked them. That's right. But my point is, the home team at the World Cup always has a lift. 
Like they just always have that that twinkle in their eye type of thing. So I was cracking up when he took them. But anyways, Josh has them out. Uh, Peru is basically out, I believe. Yeah, Peru's out. They're pretty much they're guaranteed out. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think the other one was Costa Rica is down. I, it's just funny because I I love Josh to death. But I love watching him lose. Oh, I love watching um, him struggle. It's but right funny. now, yeah, I have Brazil, who I they're second in theirs, and France is through. Uruguay's through. Croatia's going to be through. England, Sweden, and Poland. Sweden's top of their group with Mexico right now. And if mm-hmm. Sweden and Mexico get through, and Germany doesn't, wow, just wow. Yeah, I I really have no words to be honest with you. This has been such a weird World Cup. By the, I, I got who's say- been who's been the best player. You know, I don't know. That's tough. It's between, like, a couple guys for me. I mean, obviously Ronaldo. He's got four goals. Yeah, like, Ronaldo's the entire reason they drew with Spain, though, so I feel like that's kind of, like... Yeah. That, that's um, that's kind of where I'm like I'm leaning towards just from that I, alone. I like – so let's go down the, some of the team. Obviously, I'm looking at the list. Greg is not in his defense. Right. Um, Suarez, meh. In the first group, uh, obviously, I love Luis Suarez for the one of the guys saying. that I think is an underrated MVP of the tournament is Isco for Spain. Okay. He's been playing lights out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronaldo obviously, Pogba's been playing great, and Mbappe's been playing great. Um, Luka Modric is one of my favorite guys, obviously. Right. Um, you get down to it, I, I really like the way Kevin De Bruyne is playing and Lukaku. Mm-hmm. Like Luke, his assist to Lukaku is one of the best I've seen in a long time. Oh, Harry yeah. Kane could win the Golden Boot when it comes down to oh, it. Oh God, Harry Kane's the entire reason that England even won that game. And uh, Kagawa with Japan. I mean, Kagawa had a great game. Oh God, like Japan winning surprised the hell out of me. Like I was not expecting anything from them. Yeah, I really was rooting. I don't. Yeah, that was a tough one. That group we we talked about a lot. How Group H is kind of the group of death because no one really shines through. Mm-hmm. I I thought Poland and Colombia were going to be the two tough guys in there, and Japan and Senegal are up right now. So. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Uh, has has this been probably? I don't I don't want to say like surprising World Cups, but has this been one of the more like even World Cups? You think? Yeah, I mean the biggest reason is so we go down the list. Iran won their first game against Morocco, which whatever. Right. But they. Um, end up losing but they're still at three points which is impressive you look at the group c uh, everyone thought peru would come in here doing well they shysted two games two losses no big deal right iceland plays extremely well nigeria has been playing extremely well switzerland serbia costa rica and their group have been playing well nigeria Um, has also underhandedly easily won the title yes the uniform (laughs) title oh my god those are awesome Agreed. I mean, not. Um, I mean, but Croatia's. No, I'd there say too, that no same. one, no one looks just dominant in this World Cup, which is a first for me. Now, do you think that's kind of like the like a sign of just the changing times where where countries are kind of getting to the realization that like, hey, we need to develop better athletes to compete. With? No, I just think good teams are playing pathetic. I think Belgium and England are the two guys I think that are going to come out very high on here mm-hmm. because they're they just looked good in their game. Uruguay has a good shot here. I think. So wait, wait. You're you're looking at this more from the perspective that you know the the teams like Argentina are kind of just you know Argentina playing. is playing the worst football I've ever seen them play ever in the history of ever. So you're saying that they're more so playing down to competition than they're actually. playing down lower than their competition, mm. which is why. Well, that's not. Well, let's be fair though. Croatia is a very balanced team, as you have even brought up. No, so Croatia is my favorite team, but they Argentina should be at least right now. At four points. That is they true. win in a tie. Mm-hmm. There's no way that Argentina, with the talent they have and the greatest player on the planet, arguably, 
you just shouldn't be the way you are. And it's frustrating to watch Messi be like this because you want to see greatness be great. Like one of my favorite things is to watch great people be great. As much as I despise LeBron as a person, I enjoy watching greatness. As oh, much as I absolutely. hate Tom Brady because I'm a Steelers fan, I enjoy watching greatness. Oh, I know. It makes you it makes you want to hate the person so much, but at the same time, though, you're just like... You love this, to hate them. You, you, if, you love to hate... If they're not doing well, sometimes it's frustrating. But in the same time, though, you have to enjoy the fact that these are probably some of the greatest athletes that you will ever see play the game yep. in your life. Yeah, which so, is, it's just frustrating. Yeah, no, I get it. Um... I don't know. I, I I'm looking at this more from a different perspective from you because yes, I, I understand your your point that you know higher level teams are playing down, but at the same time, I'm willing to give some credit to the countries that are you know m- you know surprising some people and the fact that I think that in previous years in the World Cup we kind of look at them as an afterthought. Yeah. essentially. I feel like the fact that you're seeing some teams like a Japan like, you know, actually kind yeah. of do I a little. I think Denmark's a team in there as well with mm-hmm. Ericsson. Shout out, to, shout out to our friend Monica, by shout the way. Yeah. She said they are going to surprise a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I would not be surprised if we but I would not be surprised if, you know, a lot of these countries are looking at the World Cup stage and being like, hey, we have to improve. Because, I mean, the World Cup is for everyone, essentially. Yeah. Agreed. Um, no, I'm excited. The World Cup's still going on. I'm excited to completely shatter you guys in this bracket thing. Oh, I, fuck I, off. I mean, realistically, though, I, I just want to send out something to say, hey, all of my guys made it through. Sucks to suck, world. You're being way too cocky right now, my Never friend. Never been cocky in my life. So let's get into wow. this. Um, okay. Greg brought up an update that I had wanted to bring up as well. Jameis Winston is possibly being suspended for three games due to uh, NFL policy conduct. Um, basically there was an argument or a unfair to call it an argument. There was a, an accusation, an that, incident. It, well, there was, yeah, 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 there was an incident and an accusation that he, um, groped a female Uber driver. Wait, wait, wait. Was it a, an actual female Uber driver or was it a female in? No, no, no. Uber? It was a driver. It was oh, a it was driver. a driver. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, I don't know, man. It, he like, I really, really, really liked the guy. But the crab legs and the standing up and screaming fire or whatever in college, and then this—it's t- like he's still a kid. Like, and and not how, saying how old he's is still a kid, but Jesus Lord, how heaven. old is he? Like, to be honest, with you, like how I old? can look that up right now. Yeah, like how, how old is James Winston? Because I feel like for I'm pretty sure he won the highest. He's twenty four. He's twenty four. So he's a year younger than me. Okay, he's twenty four. He's in his what third? No, fourth fourth year as yeah. an NFL starting quarterback. Fourth year. Wow. That's crazy. Four years in the NFL, and he's 24 years old, and he's still kind yeah. of, like, I guess, immature. so what they said, she reported that the alleged incident to Uber shortly after. Uh, oh, um, sorry. The driver, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, dude. It, it, while I read this, I'm just going to say right now. Winston, everyone thought he was going to be the guy in two years, not four years. He's not playing well enough for this shit to keep going on. Like, not saying that this thing is ever smacked away. Like, no. If you grope a female, you deserve to get put in jail. Yes. Absolutely everything that we are saying here. But what I'm saying is that... 100% on that statement, by the way. Yes. With being a quarterback, if you get a DUI or something like that, certain teams... And Greg and I will not back this as what we would do in that situation. Certain teams tolerate more if you are better. Right. The Big Ben thing. 
Yes. Very wrong. If unfortunately. It, uh, you blah, 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 blah. No, it was wrong. Everything about that is wrong. Terribly wrong. But they tolerated it and they got rid of Santonio Holmes because Big Ben's a good quarterback. Right. From our perspective. They also did it because of the fact that it is much easier to replace a wide receiver than it is to replace a quarterback. That's just the, the sad fact it is. Yeah. It's just, it's very frustrating to see a guy get everything, not flourish, and then do stupid shit like this. Like basically, he apparently the driver said that. Um, Winston groped her crotch as they waited in line to the drive-thru of a restaurant. She reported the incident to Uber shortly after the incident. Uber suspended Winston's account. Winston said... After Which, the by NFL the way, that, that's him, a big deal right there. If I have my Uber account suspended, I'd be fucked. But, just saying. Yeah, it's just... it. The league had been informed that a victim of such vi- or a violation, blah, blah, blah. Um, he Winston basically came out and said that he believed the driver was confused as the number of passengers in the car and who was sitting next to her. The accusation is false, and given the nature of the allegation, increased awareness and consideration of these matters, I am addressing this false report immediately. My big thing is, if you are a starting quarterback, why are you putting yourself in that situation, first and foremost? Second off, stop being a kid. Yes. Stop being a little fucking kid. Mm. Grow up. Yes. You are a starting quarterback. This is your dream. This is what you want. Don't ever grope a woman first and foremost. Stop no. being a moron. Stop being a piece of crap. No. Like, first off, uh, we even said to yourself, like, you should never, ever grope a woman. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. You deserve to be punished for even now, another considering thing, doing something like that. Ronald Darby, the, the Philadelphia cornerback for the Eagles, came out and said that the story was completely false, and there were three of us in the car, and none of this was reported. Myself and Winston were in the back seat. I'm confident that nothing inappropriate happened. Basically, they're saying, no, Winston was in the backseat. This wasn't him. She's just saying it because it was Winston. At the end of the day, though, dude, like, you can't. Okay, my biggest argument with every NFL player is that the team the team has drivers. That Why is true. Why are you killing people in the south side of Pittsburgh driving drunk? The team has drivers. Why are you getting an Uber? The team has, tell someone from the Tampa Bay Bucks to pick you up. This is, the so de- annoying. this is the Des Bryant thing all over again. Yes. You remember that. Like, remember for a lot of people who probably don't remember this, when Des Bryan was, I believe, in his, not his rookie year, but like his second year or something like that, he got himself into trouble too. And the big thing that Jerry Jones told him was like, hey, you need to clean up your act. And they actually made sure that he had a chauffeur. They made sure that he had everything he had possible. Yeah. yeah, they had a babysitter for Des Bryan. Like, that, that's crazy. Because in the end, you have to look at this from an owner's perspective. You are an investment. So I am paying yeah. you all this money because I believe you are someone that can help me win a championship. If you are not that person, then you're shit out of luck. Jameis Winston is 24 years old. He's entering his fourth season in the NFL right now. He should be making the turn right now to become an elite level quarterback. Is he there right now? Uh, jury's out right now. Wait, elite? You're the number one overall pick. You need to be considered. He is not game. elite. I'm. Jur- that's why I said the jury is not out. I would say that there's not even a jury. He's nowhere near elite. That's fair. Mariota's far closer to elite. Yes, than Mariota he is. is far is far to and that. He, Mariota's not even close. That's the point. Yeah, that that is also very accurate don't, too. Yeah, don't say the jury's out when there's no jury. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I, I'm on my third beer right now, so I'm, a little, I'm not. I'm, I'm three beers. Fair, I'm not. Yeah, I'm two, I'm more than two beers deep right now. But no, like just looking at it just like it, it it amazes me some of the dumb shit that you get from guys who feel like they're entitled now granted we don't know if winston is 100 percent guilty we don't we don't Greg and i do not know james we, winston. we do not know james winston i feel like i don't really want to know him to be honest with you if he's this type of guy but um at the same time though like 
you would think that a starting quarterback in the NFL would have learned at some point that, hey, we're paying you all this money. You're the number one overall pick. We want you to be the starting quarterback in the NFL. You have to hold yourself into a higher regard than most people that are morons down south side. Because trust me, I've gone into an Uber on south side when I'm drunk off my ass. <laughs> I've still made a point to like sit in the front seat, shake my Uber driver's hand, say thank you for picking me up, and then just like make sure my moron friends in the back are just like chill. Yeah. So agreed. like that that's just common sense right there. If you don't have the common sense to do something like that, then what the fuck are you doing? Sorry. I'm just no, I agree. point. All right, Craig, we got like uh we got ten minutes left. What kind of a draft do you want to do today? Oh fuck, you're really putting me on the spot right now, man. I'm not cool with that. Well Alright, so what do you got? Alright, I kinda had to ponder this for like the couple seconds that I had to do this, but um, <laughs> all of the seconds. All of the seconds. But um I was trying to think about this because in we basically spent the majority of this podcast talking about the NBA draft and also the World Cup. So in honor of that, I, I'm kinda thinking, how about Let's draft an NBA team based off of guys who are currently competing in the World Cup. Cool with me. I like that. It's a, it's a good idea. Why not? Uh, the only thing that kind of sucks is that we're basically not going to be able to draft a center because I feel like there's not a lot of seven. Oh, there's tall guys. I feel like there's not a lot of seven-foot guys that are in the World Cup right now. Do you want first or next two? Um, I'll go for next two, just because. Okay. So, obviously, uh, let me set it up real quick. Mm-hmm. We got point guard, shooting guard, Schmier forward, power forward. Shooter. Point guard's going to be really hard to do, man. Is it? I mean, I well, first off, I mean, if you're looking at it from this perspective, you're kind of like looking foot skills compared to hand skills. Yeah, I mean... I don't know if they're that comparable. I mean, I'm going small forward right now, Cristiano Ronaldo. What? <laughs> okay, I need some. He is, he is the most athletic human in the entire World Cup. Like he can jump higher than everyone there. He's the hardest worker. I have no issue with him as my small forward. Where like he's gonna slam a jamma on everybody. Slam a jamma, everybody. I like that. I I actually am curious as to how tall he is. Yeah, because. I mean, there's no, there's, there's no, not going to be a lot. There, of there's guys, no doubt yeah. that he's like he's six a- two. So let's put him at shooting guard. All right, that's that's fair. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you can move guys. <laughs> I'm around. like thinking about that because I mean it makes sense from that perspective because he's like he's he's built. He's a fucking f- dude, he jumps over. He jumps. He clears defenders. Which, by the way, I I was on Twitter a couple days ago. Did you see like first off, we we all know about the statue about Cristiano Ronaldo yeah, about bust. just how ugly that bust is and stuff. There was like the 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 thing on Twitter where like if you don't love me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Yeah. Do you see the one with like the different busts? Yeah, that's I, funny. I was cracking. they did redo his bust and it was thank, much better. But that's thank funny. God. But um, you okay. got next two. All right, uh, my next two. I'll go Messi as my point guard. Yeah. He's like 5'9". Five 5'9", nine, so, five nine, so I mean, like that's kind of the best way to go. And then I'll go Pogba as my small forward. Cool. Yeah. All right, I have one pick I'm going. Hmm. I'm trying to think of big guys, obviously. So big people, big guys. See, but I, feel also... like that, see I feel like that's going to be the struggle because we don't know that many, like, Taller guys, because well, like uh, off the off the top of my head, I'm thinking Zlatan, but he's not in the World nope. Cup this year. So like so that's, that's kind of like where I'm struggling with. I'll that. go power forward, Robert Lewandowski. 
How tall is he? He has to be taller than Ronaldo. I'm gonna look that up too. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Lewandowski's kind of a kind of a big boy, so I mean, like, it I want to. There's another big guy I can think of. Lewandowski is wow. How tall is he? Six one. Six so one. He's going to my small forward. <laughs> I was like thinking. I about thought that. he was like at least six four. Mm. See, that's where we struggle with that, man. All right, you are up. Okay. Um. <laughs> Just for shits and giggles, um, I got my small forward. I got my here. Let's guard. make a rule real quick. Go ahead. You can only look up heights after because I have only looked up the past two because after I drafted them. So you take a guy and then you can be like, "What's his height?" And we can move guys around. All right, that's fair. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be kind of dumb, but I'm gonna go with just because he's basically. A, a guy who kind of like stays at the net and is always there to kind of shoot. I'm gonna go Luis Suarez as my power forward, mm. and because he'll be physical. He's a Draymond Green. He'll yeah, yeah. he's Draymond Green. He's an undersized center who will bite people. <laughs> Why not? That's not my pick. Um. Okay. So I got, you know, Ronaldo and Lewandowski. Um. <laughs> I obviously I think as my center. I would like a center back, so I'm gonna relax on that for a minute because there's a couple center backs I like. So you want to you want someone who's like really physical? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, like that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but for your point guard, you want a guy that's creative, a guy that's great, a guy that can pass, a guy that has vision. I- I'm going Luka Modric. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, he's he's one of my favorite guys right now on the planet. So you're okay. Up. okay so I got point guard, small forward, and power forward. Um. Oh, this is tough. For shooting guard, I want someone who probably has some distance with a little bit of power, and then I also got to think about the center like combo right there. Um, you know what? You brought him up. I actually remember I've liked him for a bit. Um, I'm gonna go with Mandzukic. Ooh, at center or I, shooting guard? I'm gonna go shooting guard. Okay. Yeah, I, I like I would like Mandzukic or shooting guard because I, I don't think he's that tall. Let's see how tall he is. Yeah. Mario Mandzukic's height is 6'3". Tallest player drafted so far. He's 6'3". Which you can move Pogba to shooting guard and Suarez to small forward and him. It's power if you'd like. Yeah, but I don't know who I would draft at center then. That'd be kind of weird. So you want Mario at shooting guard stay or do you want him at center? I'll put him at center. Okay. That, I'll put him yeah, at center. I think that's put, a strong, yeah, okay, like okay, that. yeah. I'll do Manzukic at center. I'll put Suarez at power forward. I'll put Pogba at small forward. Cool. So you still have your shooting guard I have okay. power forward and center. Um, power forward, I'm going to go. Actually, we're going to go center. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go David De Gea. Oh, I like that. I, I want a guy that a nice protector. Yep, have uh, some yes, have some rings yes. to him. I like that. I, I like want to look at his height though. I feel like he's six one, mm-hmm. six four. Wow! No! Damn it! No! Damn it! Okay. And the other guy I was going to draft is right there. Ah, uh, this is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So if I didn't have, if I didn't put Manzukic at center, I I probably would have done John Stones. At center, Ooh, let's see his height real yeah, quick. Yeah, I I probably would have done him at center, but I don't need a center right now. 
Stones is a big. Mo- Stone strikes me as a big guy. I don't like him that much. I don't like him either. I think Six he, two. That's fair. He he was overhyped when when like Everton was like looking to sell him and stuff. But he yeah, was agreed. yeah. He was definitely overhyped. But um, I need a shooting guard. Um, I definitely want someone who's probably got some striking ability to him. Um, just to kind of. <laughs> Just, just to like you know, do someone that will be a little bit popular and actually took a country on his back to get there. Harry Kane. Yep, that's a great pick. Mm-hmm. I love King Kane. I like King that. Kane. I like that. Messi, Messi as like the ball handler, and then Kane as the guy who will strike it from deep. I like that. So I got Luka Modric as my guard. He's gonna dish it out. I got Ronaldo as my shooting guard. He's my star. I got Lewandowski as my small forward. David De Gea is my center. I need a power forward. I need a gritty. You need a very. You need kind of like a physical guy who will yeah. get in there. I feel like there's a guy that I could pick that I really don't want to pick. Why not? I think he's short, and I'm actually gonna look it up because I'm cheating. It's okay. No, no, I'll, I'll give you a pass on this one. You got the last pick. No, he's six two. Okay, I, I, I'm going with him. I'm going go with Pepe. Really? I feel like he's the Draymond Green <laughs> of the World Cup. Everyone <laughs> hates him. He gets cards all the time, but is he tough? Ugh, yeah. Leaf. Yeah, Pepe would actually work really well. In this yeah, case, actually. he's six two. Also, I thought he was. I honestly thought he was five ten. Pepe, I didn't really? not think he was tall at all. No, I could argue that. Yeah, he doesn't strike me as tall. To be fair. Yeah. All right. Um, we're not giving these YouTube video views because they look like a bunch of virgins. Yeah. Holy um, shit. Yep. Sorry. Hate you guys. Bye. Um. Okay. No. Uh. So the teams are right now. Greg has his point guard is Leo Messi. His shooting guard is Harry Kane. His small forwards Paul Pogba. Power forward, Luis Suarez, center, Mario Mandzukic. Derek has PG, Luka Modric, shooting guard, Ronaldo, small forward, Robert Lewandowski, power forward, Pepe, center, David De Gea. You have a very, phys- funny. You have a very physical lineup, actually. So I look like at that. it one-on-one. I think Messi is better at moves and better at scoring. So you have, like, I'd say you have the Kyrie Irving and I have the Chris Paul. I was going to say I more have, like, the Russell Westbrook and yes. the Chris okay. Paul. Yes, okay, yes. I'm yeah. very cool with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. going to say like Steph, that. too. Yeah. The Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul. So then we go to shooting guard. You have Kane. Kane is giving the ball, he scores. Ronaldo is giving the ball, he creates and scores. For who's shooting you, guard? Who's uh, your comp there? Who's the shooting guard that you just give him the ball and he, he scores every time? And then I don't shoot. know about I don't know about every time, well, but I mean like I could kind of see him as like a Clay Thompson. Okay, maybe. that's fair. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I, I but for shooting guard, I don't know about I would a creator. Give, I would say Ronaldo is simple as with Harden. That's fair. Um, that, that, that's creates fair. his own shot. Mm. Doesn't need much of a team. Whereas Harry Kane is more of a give me the ball, bang, score. Done, right. Boom. Yeah, that's fair. Um, small forwards, Paul Pogba. You know, very dancey kind of guy can either win you a game or lose your game based on the fact that. He's very fancy. And then Robert Lewandowski, who is also kind of a just give me the ball and I score. Right. Low kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Who do you got there? Uh, For Pogba, that's kind of tricky. Yeah, Pogba's got some flair about him. He can win or lose you a game. He's got a weird attitude. I'm, I'm putting him with Kevin Durant. Um, I, I was thinking that too, but then I was like, you know what? Is that like too Is that too high? No, no, no. Because Pogba is one of the greatest players on the planet. Flat out. Um, yeah, but he's also extremely young, and at least Kevin Durant has proven to be a scorer, though. Pogba hasn't really kind of like... No, agreed, but at the same time, like, they're both really highly criticized, and mm-hmm. they both... I, 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 we're not getting too much into this. Yeah, yeah, that, that's Who's the Lewandowski small forward? The big guy, you just give him the ball, and he scores. Um, hmm. Small forward. Small forward. That's what's tough, too. Like, comparing it to the NBA right now, it's kind of like... It's, it's a little weird. Um... 
Agreed. I mean, I, Lewandowski just... How old is Lewandowski, by the way? 30. 30? 32? 33 or 32? I don't know. <laughs> I feel kind of bad for doing this, but I mean, he could be kind of like an Andre Iguodala just because of his age. Or I that'd be like... That. Yeah, that's he's like... He's 29, actually. Wow, he's young. Wait, Lewandowski's 29? I thought he was older. Four years older than me. No. Yeah. Um, small forward-wise, I wouldn't say Iguodala just because he is more of the guard than... Lew- or, uh, uh, Iguodala can produce a little bit more. I guess if if you're giving me just like a straight up scoring guard, I'm saying maybe Paul, like, maybe Paul like Pierce in his prime. Paul Pierce or maybe Gordon Hayward. I could see Gordon. Yeah, that's Gordon, fair. Gordon Hayward. Would um, be good. so we get the power forwards: Luis Suarez, who is a create your own shot, um, carry the team on your back power forward, and Pepe, who is your defender around the rim, not taking shit from anyone, will fight any single human on the planet. Luis Suarez. <laughs> um. I had a comp in my head when you said that, but I, I feel like I might get ostracized a Who's little that? bit for it. Uh, Demarcus Cousins, love it. No, that's perfectly fine. Because I feel like everyone ter- thinks he's the villain, but he's great. Yes, yeah. In terms of that's in, a great comp. Because when you think about it, in terms Hell of yeah. attitude, it makes sense. And then, like I'm looking at it, Demarcus Cousins, I would immediately thought of as a center. But in terms when he was in New Orleans, in this situation is perfectly fine. right. Yeah. When he was with New Orleans, he was definitely the power forward because AD, that's, a, that's be, a great comp. because AD was the guy down down low. So who's with Pepe? Who's the the um, Fallon, kind of hard nosed wild card. I'd say Draymond, dude. I, I it just they're very. Draymond can get a flagrant foul for kicking someone in the nuts and lose you a final. Pepe can get a red card for smacking the Spanish guy in the face in the Euro. Well, that's a fair comp. Yeah, yeah okay, uh, yeah. Draymond's a good comp for that. Thing. All right, center Mario Mandzukic, kind of older, a little bit forgotten, still great. Hmm. And David De Gea, the greatest goalkeeper on the planet, but had a. Big mind problem in the first game with Spain. So De Gea is like a very good defensive center, but not someone you can rely on to be the, you know. He's Rudy Gobert in my mind. Rudy Gobert's the best defensive center in the NBA. Yeah, but Rudy Gobert at least has some really good scoring touch, though. That's kind of like, I don't know. Well, David De Gea has the greatest goalkeeper distribution in the uh, world. Like punting, throwing. It'll get you on here. I, I I get what you're saying. Rudy Gobert not be, might not be the greatest comp, but at the same time, you need a guy that can defend. You need a big guy. Okay. Like, maybe I, I I agree. Maybe not Gobert, but I, yeah. Who's who's on your mind? <laughs> Tyson Chandler. Okay, yeah. Rudy Gobert is better than that. <laughs> 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 who's your Mandzukic? Right? Remind me again what your like what your like initial description of Mandzukic. Yes, a little bit older, kind of forgotten. Used to be great, but still scores when gets the ball. Kevin Love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah cool. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for putting up with this. Uh, I had to walk over from Heinz Field, which is like a 10, 15-minute walk, so I was literally dripping sweat when I got in here. We just kind of started. So He's also very under the weather today, so no he he like he powered through yeah. this. Yeah. I got to give, give you credit for this, man. You came through. You powered forward. At least, at least you didn't do the dumb shit like I do when I'm sick. Like when I'm Cry. S- yeah. Well, no, not bad. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story about how like I tried to get better by drinking tequila? That's what, I mean, I do that. Yeah. But like when what happens is when you drink too much tequila you get dehydrated and then you end up in the uh you end up in the uh slippery rock uh, emergency you're center. A pussy. You're a little pussy. I had hundred and three fever. Yeah, a little pussy. Yeah, fuck off. Uh, Alright guys, thank you so much for listening again. <laughs> uh <laughs> this has been two versus deep with two uh idiots, uh Deacon Greg. Um 
we'll be bringing out more stuff with whenever the group stages end. Uh, me, Greg, and Josh will be talking more about the teams we picked and a little mm-hmm. coverage. Maybe just me and Greg because Josh sucks. Shout out to Josh. Yeah, we're gonna give like um, we're gonna give like a better update probably on like the bracket with like the knockout stage. And yeah, stuff like just that. fun stuff. Yeah. Um, make sure you check out the TFTB Fantasy Show where we'll have a new episode next week. Or actually, yeah, no, we'll have a new episode coming out next week. And yeah, it'll be you. It. It'll be you, Dre, and Suckley this time, right? Um. I think so. Okay. It depends on schedules, so I don't want to guarantee anything, but yeah, it'll be okay. some people. Okay. Um, we'll get that set up, and then we're going to have our mock draft where me, Greg, Dre, Sluke, um, I'll hang out at mine. We're just going to do all a mock draft on the ESPN app, um, four mics recording, just hanging out. Um, we'll also start coming up here probably twice a week. I'll start doing some podcasts because we will get into rankings because people are asking. We, do, we haven't done rankings yet because it's so... It's not even mini camp. Like it barely OTA start. You know what I, I mean? Like, I'd rather wait until training camp to start doing stuff. Like, like we that. have the rankings, but at the same time, like it, it's a big ifs ands or buts. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to Two Beers Deep. Um, if you have any thoughts, concerns, questions, please don't hesitate to reach out, DM us, whatever it is. You know, thoughts on the bench on Instagram, uh, thoughts TFTB on or thoughts FTB on Twitter, yeah, and then uh, thoughts on the bench on Facebook. Uh, this has been Deke and Greg on Tubers Deep. And uh, anything else you want to say, Greg? Uh, 103 fever is nothing to joke about, fucker. It is when it's because of tequila. Ugh. Hold your tequila. Goodbye, guys. Thank you. Tequila's awesome. Hey.